0: Housing for the Aged Action Group,
1: Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people.
0: present raise, raise the Roof. We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing, so listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial.
2: That's right, you're listening to the Housing for the Aged Action Group show here on 3CR, Raise the Roof. My name is Shane, I'm in the studio with Fiona and Pam. How are you guys doing?
1: I'm good. We're back in the studio. Yeah,
0: I'm good too and it's good to see you. Back in the studio in real (laughs) life, divided by a huge sheet of
2: plastic, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) nevertheless.
1: The band's Uh, back together, it's exciting. Much
2: better. The band's back together. So today we're going to talk a bit about retirement housing, especially uh, in the context that the Retirement Villages Act Review uh, is continuing to sort of put along. And before we do that, Fiona, yes, is it, is it some sort of special time at the moment here at 3CR?
1: Yes, it's the special yearly radiothon time. I'm and sure our listeners won't have heard anything about that. <laughs> Not a single thing, but we are really excited because we're about three-quarters of the way towards our target. Cool. Um, so some
2: generous listeners who are on, <laughs> listening right now could put us right over the edge. That's
1: right. So if you love listening to um, Raise the Roof and you want to hear more from older people's housing issues, you should jump online um, and, or over the phone and donate some cash. We've had some of our members actually donate, which is really lovely because we know that Times are tough for a lot of people living on the pension, but they still have managed to chuck some money in, which has been great. That's good. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, we're excited to have people actually donating to us. It's kind of touching, in a way. That's true. Yeah. I mean,
2: donations are really important because 3CR, you know, obviously doesn't have advertising revenue, doesn't get... yeah, you probably know this better than me, but I don't think it's any money from the federal government. No. Nothing like no that. No funding. That's, what, that's no. what keeps us independent. Yeah. That's what keeps us talking about, you know, progressive approach to older people's housing issues, which obviously isn't something you can get very often in the mainstream media. Mm. So dominated by real estate advertisements and the inane terroristic views of extremists like the Real Estate Institute of Victoria. (laughs) Not to mention mention
1: the for-profit retirement industry. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, true. Um,
2: And if we don't meet our target, then we'll have to organise some sort of benefit. And, you know, Fiona has the most awful taste in punk bands, so (laughs) nobody wants to see that. And I
1: really don't want to have to ask punk bands to play. That's all.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So look, we're going to hear some announcements about the radiothon right now, and then we'll be back to talk more about uh, the retire, the RAG, the RAG group. Yeah, RAG. And some of the work that they do. Uh, so, pay attention. And-
1: did you know that each donation over $2 you make to 3CR's Radiothon is tax-deductible? That means that when you're doing your tax return business, you can claim your 3CR donation as a legitimate tax deduction. To make a pledge to this year's Radiothon, call the station on 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. 3CR Radiothon. Community powered radio
0: It's not too late to donate. It's not too late to donate. It's not too late to donate to three CR Radio Thon nine 9419- four one nine. Eight three double seven, or check our website, 3cr.org.au. All
2: right, so that's all the information you need about donating to Radiothon. Uh, Fiona, yes. we're going to talk about the RAG group. Why don't you tell the listeners what the RAG group is?
1: Isn't it? Um, uh, don't
2: worry, I've turned your microphone on now so you can uh, actually talk
1: <laughs> Yeah, so RAG RAG is the Retirement Accommodation Action Group um, Long-time listeners and members of HAG Would know um, that we've had a member group For people living in retirement villages And people living in caravan parks And residential parks for some time They used to be called the ILU and CARPAV Which is also awesome acronyms um, we merged those two groups together a couple of years back and now we have this group and they meet once a month and they all live in different types of retirement housing. So when we're talking about retirement housing, we're talking about, we're not talking about nursing homes, a common mistake. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what we're talking about is um people living in residential parks which often look just like um, retirement villages but actually they're slightly different and independent living units um, caravan parks and different forms of retirement housing and there's a bunch of issues Pam you live in an ILU. So, I do yeah. I do
0: I live in independent living and we have a bunch of issues. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so
1: some of these issues um, will be talked about in the review of the Retirement Villages Act, but lots won't. And so over the last couple of months, we've been asking the members of this group to be writing down some of their stories. And we actually wanted... We invited them to come on the radio and tell their own stories. But because they're so fearful of retribution by management... They wanted to remain anonymous, and that's a really common thing that we hear—that people are too scared to speak out about their issues.
2: And that speaks both to the, you know, the problems of who the managers are, the lack of the lack of suitable management, the lack of accreditation and training for managers, but also the lack of protection for the rights of residents, and especially a lack of protection around security of tenure.
0: Mm. I, I, I experienced so much intimidation. You know, they feel intimidated so much mm. by um, that they, they're scared to even ring up and complain about a broken light or a broken door or anything like that, you know, and it's really bad that people have to feel that way, you mm, know.
1: Yeah, and so what we've got um, today is some of the stories that have come from the RAG group. They're just little um, short kind of illustrations of some of the issues in, in the villages and in the parks, and Pam is going to read them out on behalf of the residents. Um, so, Pam, do you want to start with, with the first yeah, story? Yeah, sure. Yeah, great.
0: So, in 2014, I and a small group of other residents had an issue with an exit fee in our village being an unfair contract term. We tried to resolve this issue through the village's internal processes, but had no reasonable response. We received support from a pro bono legal service and eventually undertook mediation with the village after a ruling from VCAT. This mediation resulted in a change in the contract term, but only for the small group of us, residents not for the entire village therefore issue is still not fully resolved some residents said quote the experience was horrific it was extremely scary when the costs were mentioned unquote it was quote again two years and ten months of absolute stress unquote
1: so they had to spend nearly three years Going through the process to get the management to resolve a, the issue
0: for a simple thing like that, and I've uh, I've experienced this too. Um, only the people that speak up get addressed, and 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 um, it should be you know okay, we've we've got to change this for the everybody, not not just for the people that are speaking up about these yeah. things.
1: Yeah. Do you want to go on to the next,
0: sure. the next story? In 2016, I had a perimeter fence on my site blown over in a storm. I notified the village management and received written approval. It would be repaired, but no repair occurred. In 2018, new management were appointed. The fence was still not repaired, therefore I decided to send a breach notice to the landlord. I also informed the residence committee. The fence was repaired six weeks later. For two years and six weeks, my backyard was exposed to the public, which felt stressful and unsafe.
1: Classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's one of the things we often have is the people trying to get their repairs done um, and it seems to be, here's another one actually about fences, um, story number yes, three. Yes, yep.
0: In 2015, I had some internal fences on my site that had rotted and fallen over. I removed the fallen fences and leaving just the stumps in the ground. I asked the management to replace the fences and they advised me that they only replaced existing fences. I decided to go to VCAT and was told that pictures of the stumps above Uh, sorry, alone, did not prove the existence of the fence, and I would have to prove the fence existed at the time I purchased my unit. Therefore, the matter was adjourned. I found the process at VCAT frightening. Eventually, my daughter found photographs on the fences, but I was too frightened and unwell and did not want to get back, to go back. Note, this issue was never resolved as a resident passed away. That's sad. That really is sad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's... um. It's it's kind of strange that um they didn't agree that the fence existed.
0: Just if there's stumps there, what was what were the stumps there for in the first place? Yeah. You know, that's it's pretty common sense, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's really sad. Um, So, we want to go on to the next one? Okay. In 2014, I moved into a newly built unit. The door to my garage would not open. There was substantial cracking on the garage walls and there was also a missing panel of the fence and electricity meter requiring relocation. I frequently asked the manager to inspect and fix the problems. The management never visited. In 2019, my daughter contacted the village owner and attached photographs of the issue. The same letter was also sent to the residence committee. This correspondence was not acknowledged by the owner. However, the manager came to inspect the next day. The garage door was fixed one month later. Two months after that, my daughter again wrote to the manager and residence committee and received reassurance that all the issues would be resolved. The cracking within two weeks and the other issues within three months. The electricity meter was relocated and the fence panel was addressed in 2019. Seven years on the crack have still not been repaired and the mani- management's reason for the delay is that they cannot determine the paint colour. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh because it's really sad, but, you know. <laughs> there you go. I, is my mic on?
1: I can't hear myself.
0: Fiona, your mic is on.
2: Just okay, keep
1: good. talking. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, Um This one's a (laughs) classic. Well, you must have stuffed up with your being away for seven weeks. You've forgotten how to do your job. (laughs) (laughs) This is not my job. (laughs) Yeah, so this one is a classic because um, it's not until they went to the residence committee that they actually got some action. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that we've we've noticed with um, some of the retirement villages is once the residents themselves organise they can get some results and they yeah. can resolve some issues. But if it's just one person against the kind of, you know, the the massive intimidating... Big brother, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, that's a good kind of lesson. And we do actually have tips um, from um, from HAG on how to form residence committees and the sorts of things that you oh, can yeah, do. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: We, we, we actually got um, a lot of information from Shane and we formed our own tenants' association. But yeah. um, it... Oh, <laughs> It's really hard because management sort of puts the wind up people, you mm. know, and they're scared to be become part of the tenants' association until they have a problem. Mm. When they've got a problem, yeah, they come to you and say, you know, look, we've got a problem. But before that, you know, oh no, 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 don't we don't want to, trouble. don't want to make waves, don't yeah. want to make waves, you know? yeah. 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 So, I mean,
2: like Fiona says, we do have a kit about how to start your own residence committee uh, at a retirement village or residential park or wherever you live. Um, so, if you're interested in a copy of that, um, we'll give out contact information at the end of the show. So, get your pen
1: and, pe- pe- pen, and paper. pen and paper ready. <laughs> Also, it just goes to show that organising is the best thing to do as well. Like I think trying to fight these things by yourself can be really intimidating and even just having the kind of support of your neighbours, knowing that you've got some common issues together that you can work on together with the management, um, can resolve some of these things. It's not just about, I guess individual repair issues it's about that sort of sense that you can have a say in the place where you live
0: yeah and it's, uh, i think it's important for people to understand that too because mm-hmm. a lot of these a lot of people that go into these villages and that have never lived with other people before yeah. they've been lived in a house and they've done it all for themselves and they don't realize that they can get support from each other very much so yeah
1: yeah, yeah it's a different style of living altogether. yeah
0: exactly yeah
1: do you want to go on to the next one
0: okay Uh, In April 2013, I noticed that part of my unit was sinking and there was water under the house. Because of this, there was damp and mould inside the bathroom and it spread along the hallway, I tried to make a claim on my insurance, but the inspector from the insurance company found out there had been no com- non-compliance on several building codes. In July 200- 2013, the village caretakers were notified of the issue and the village owners did not take any responsibility. Eventually I notified the residence committee who wrote to the management and said this was a matter for VCAT. Eventually the owners employed a plumber for a more thorough investigation and found a lump of cement in the shower pipe and another faulty pipe connection. The issue took a year to fix, and while I waited, I was stressed about my health living with mould in the unit for so long. It was also nerve-wracking thinking about going to VCAT and worrying about the cost of it all.
1: Yeah, and I guess that's one of the things also is that people... Why we've been arguing for years now about why we need an alternative dispute resolution, not just VCAT. Yeah. Um, because a lot of these issues, it really is intimidating to go to VCAT, and people do worry about the costs. They worry about the costs of lawyers. Um, and so, having oh, you an don't om- need a lawyer to go to VCAT. No, just for but clarity. people always think it's going to cost them heaps to get. They the do. Reform. They do. They yeah. think that if
0: I lose, I'm going to have to pay the money. Costs, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like a court thing. You know? Yeah.
1: Whereas if they had an ombudsman, as we've been calling for for some time, it would be free and um, timely, hopefully, and binding, and then these managers would have to do something. It would solve a lot of problems. Yeah, a lot yeah.
2: of problems. So one of the things that the Retirement Housing Service at HAG can do is give you advice about whether you'd be liable for any costs if you went to VCAT. Yeah. So yeah. That's really yeah. going to depend on the, the kind of case that you're taking or, or what's going on. Uh, so don't, definitely you shouldn't assume that it's going to be too costly before you get advice about the... No, no, but
0: health. no, it's it's common things for people to worry about things that they've never had to deal with isn't it you Mm. know yeah yeah
1: yeah and even just the idea of getting having to go to any court because there's concrete in your shower pipe i mean that's i know that's terrible yeah that's awful not good at all all right do you want to go on to the next one
0: yep um This is another water one. I bought my unit new in December of 2018, and there were immediately several problems. Water leaked out from leak under kitchen sink. There was a block shower drain in the ensuite. The sliding wardrobe door fitting was missing. There was a faulty power point in the laundry, and when it rains, the water blows under the front door, causing the floor covering to lift. Over a period of about seven months, I advised a village site building supervisor several times and the village caretakers two or three times of the issues, and no one took any responsibility or action. In July of 2019, I spoke with the residence committee who helped me to write to the caretakers. It took several painstaking months before each problem was eventually rectified.
1: And that was a new unit.
0: Yeah, brand new. Yeah.
1: Yeah so that's probably in in the type of retirement housing where you buy your unit but you're renting the land that sounds like that It does doesn't it yeah yeah which yeah. is which is a specific type of retirement housing that we often have people call about
0: yeah, because people seem to trust these sort of um, things that the that they would have had a building inspection, they would have done it all properly, and that no, it doesn't that doesn't happen. My um, my sisters had the experience of going into one of these without doing a building inspection, doing the building inspection up they were lucky they got out of it with you know, um, uh, but uh, it was it was disastrous. It was absolutely disastrous. All the building inspection complaints and mm. things that the fellow came up with, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, for sure. Another water one. Yeah.
0: What's going on? In 2013 my backyard flooded and the water damaged my air conditioning unit. I had to replace it. I also noticed that each winter water builds up and seeps under my unit. I have been telling the caretakers and the site supervisors about this issue for several years. Eventually in February of 2020 seven years after I initially raised the problem I sent the village a breach notice about it. In July of the same year there was an especially wet winter and I was dreading the idea of having to replace the air conditioning unit again, so I asked for the help of the residence committee. A member of the committee inspected my site and eventually persuaded the site supervisor to have a look. In August of 2020, the owner installed a drainage pit at the bottom of the yard, but it didn't stop the flooding. Finally, the owners organised a camera inspection of the pipes and found they were all blocked up and had them cleared. I am now 80 years old and very ill, and I feel like I was fobbed off for seven years.
1: That's crazy.
0: That's sad. Yes, really sad. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So, is the review of the RVO, the retirement village, is that going to do anything about this, Shane? Do you think?
2: Fiona's asking me this because she knows I came back from leave literally today and just have no (laughs) idea what's going on. Throw it at Shane. It's like when I ask her what our phone number is. (laughs) She'd know that one by now. No, I don't know. Um, (laughs) So the the review of the Retirement Villages Act is is ongoing. Um, It's not going to address all these issues, partly because of the way that the sort of industry is segmented. So the Retirement Villages Act only covers, you know, a pretty narrow section of, of retirement housing, things that are officially considered retirement villages. So it doesn't capture, you know, things like residential parks, you know, places like you were talking about where you own a dwelling and rent the land, it doesn't cover caravan parks, doesn't cover all of the ILUs in Victoria, some of them. So not, not all of these things are going to be resolved. Um, some of those things are, are better for the, the changes to the Residential Tenancies Act that went through uh, uh, over the last year or so. Um, but certainly some of the questions about dispute resolution for retirement village residents are part of the focus of the RVA review. Uh, so the government is considering whether an Ombudsman for Retirement Villages, uh, again, not, not as broad as we'd like, but for Retirement Village disputes uh, would be appropriate. And as Fiona mentioned, that's been something Hags advocated for a long time. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's going it's to at least consider some of these issues mm. uh, and we'll certainly be there at the table demanding that they uh, make the right decisions for our members.
1: Yeah. And I think... It would be great if there's anyone that's living in retirement housing at the moment that wants to join up with the RAG group, um, they can consider doing that. Because one of the roles, I guess, of that RAG group is is for us as an organisation to hear from residents who live in retirement villages about what it's like to live there and some of the issues, but also to raise awareness of some of these issues. Because I guess people kind of think that... I mean, you read these stories, you can't really believe that people are waiting seven years for repairs (laughs) you know like it's just in in any other type of housing that wouldn't be happening and i think um that kind of level of intimidation and fear that happens whether it's you know i mean i think a lot of the times it's it's you know it's a fear of something that might happen rather than actually happening but people are scared to to kind of speak out and that's unique to this type of housing. oh it's a worry it really
0: is I, i spoke to a friend that i haven't seen for about 10 years um we're sort of friends. that We catch up every 10 years and we're still friends. But she said, oh, guess what? I've just bought into a a, a, a village, in Lara. And i like, oh, no, you <laughs> know. And I said, oh, you know, did you read all the fine print? And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, God, I hope you're not reading me in a month's time and saying, Pam, this has happened, all that's yeah. happened, you know. Yeah. But, you yeah, know, cross your fingers that it's okay. Yeah.
1: And I guess it, we would say... To people to have a good read before they sign up to anything. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there's not much consistency around the contracts in retirement housing either. So we've seen some pretty crazy things written in there, um, and it is pretty confusing. And you shouldn't have to get legal advice before you sign. But if they were simpler, then people would understand them. More. Yeah.
0: And have all of them got resident committees? No. Oh, See, this is the whole thing. You know, um, that, that it should there should be something that that's in place that says you know okay when you all move in form a residence committee and you know and then um because some of these people sound like they've got really good residence committees which have helped them others maybe they don't Mm. you know and maybe we're not hearing about the ones that don't you know yeah totally i reckon that's true
2: Mm. yeah well look i think that's a great place to wrap up this discussion we're a little bit short on time so I think we'll hear some more about the Radiothon, maybe another announcement. Yeah, Uh, let's do that. And then we'll be back, and we will have those contact numbers, contact details for you, so if you're interested in getting in touch, um, get that pen and paper ready. Okay. Oh, look at me fumbling around with (laughs) this.
0: The Black Lives Matter movement is not going away here or overseas. It gives me hope. Seeing the numbers of people that turn out to these Invasion Day demonstrations in Melbourne. It gives me the understanding that we will win, folks. We will succeed! Subscribe to 3CR in 2021. Feed Radical Radio. Subscribe today. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 94198377.
2: Did you know that you can pledge your support to 3CR Radiothon now and pay up later? Call the station during business hours on 9419 8377 and tell us what you'd like to donate and then pay your donation later. Uh, You're listening to Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Aged Action Group show here on 3CR. We've been talking about retirement housing. My name is Shane and I'm here with Fiona and Pam. Uh, thanks for telling us all about that, Fiona. Yes. Did you know that if you're a member of Housing for the Aged Action Group, not only do you get to contribute your your views, your ideas, your your time, and your action to the cause of older people's housing, you also get a fantastic quarterly newsletter.
1: I know, right? It's called Older Tenants' Voice. An amazing name. It is a really great name, and it's also a really great publication. Um, it is available on the internet, but it's also available in hard copy. Pam, I believe you were saying that when you go to your neighbour's house, you read the hard copy version. I do,
0: I do, because I I don't get around to reading it online, I must admit.
1: What sort of stuff do you get in the newsletter? Well, in this most latest edition, which is the winter edition, Um, We have some great photos from our general meeting, I have to say. Um, We've really been missing our face-to-face. We've had lots of Zoom shots, but not very many face-to-face meetings. So now that we're kind of back, we've got some good photos there. We've got some information about our recommendations on the 10-year affordable housing strategy, um, which we made to the Victorian government last month. Um, We've got some information about the review of the social housing regulation which we're hoping to have some member input into and that's been something that's quite exciting because a couple of years ago we put in a paper about comparing the experiences of public housing tenants versus community housing tenants and one of the things that we called for then was to align the ways in which those types of housing are regulated and now all of a sudden the government seems to be adopting our recommendation (gasps) amazing and actually doing this review so whether or not we have good outcomes I don't know but I think it's great that they're inviting our input and so we'll be talking about that so there's a whole bunch of info on that Um, you should definitely get involved if you live in public or community housing and you have an opinion about that Um, we have some info about the Victorian housing budget and what that actually means in real life for the big housing build Um, Some info on our national project, which is going gangbusters. Um, We've got stuff going on in Queensland and in New South Wales. We've got a new worker, Dinny, who sits in New South Wales now. Exciting. Um, And our Shepparton project, again, Mm -hmm. really exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So with the Shepparton project, we'll be contacting members who live around Shepparton to see how they might like to participate in this And we've actually got job interviews this week for some new workers. She's trying to wind me up, but I'm not going to. I'm not trying to wind you up. I'm winding (laughs) you up. We're
2: nearly out of time.
0: And there's some good-looking people on the front of the of the newsletter too. Sometimes. Totally, and this
1: time definitely.
2: it's time we introduced (laughs) centrefold. No, we're not. No, no.
1: Page three girls went out in the seventies, I think, Shane.
2: I didn't say girls.
1: So, yeah, really cool. And you can subscribe to that online or you can join up and become a member and we can post you out one in the post, the old-fashioned way. Um, yeah,
2: uh, membership is, is actually free if you're a pensioner and another, another benefit or... <laughs>
1: it's actually free for
2: stop now. Is it really? Yeah,
1: we changed the constitution. There you go.
2: Yeah. Free to become a member? Free. <laughs> how, how do we afford to send out hard copy magazines to? I know, it's difficult. <laughs> we get
1: donations, like people that donate to 3CR. Similar, similar.
2: The, um, so... Uh, you also get movie reviews in the newsletter, oh, don't yes. forget that. Yeah. Uh, we've been thinking about whether to introduce a, a recipe column, <laughs> a cooking column. Yeah. Um, so if you have any views on that, you're
0: welcome to give, get us a call. Oh, Netflix call maybe good. <laughs> <laughs> Running out of things to watch on Netflix are the good. There you go, Netflix <laughs> recommendations, we can definitely do
2: that. So uh, if you're interested, uh, the number to give us a call and find out more about becoming a member uh, is 9654 9654- Seven three eight nine, yeah, uh, that number again nine six five four seven three eight nine so that's if you're interested in membership, interested in the RAG group, interested in the sort of more political aspects of the work that we do. Uh, if you're an older person with a housing issue and you want to get some some advice, some help some some practical support, number to call is one three hundred seven six five one seven eight that's one three hundred seven six five one seven eight. I can't believe you said I'd forgotten everything <laughs> uh, You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. You yep. can check out our website, oldattendants.org.au. Um, we are just about out of time, so we're going to leave you with just a little bit of a song, is, since I'm just back from my leave, appropriately, uh, 9 to 5 by Dolly Parthman. <laughs> will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.